fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny. I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This show is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That is yours truly, me, Brad Biggs with 13th Step Tone Solutions and Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. Jonathan, how you doing, man? I'm good, good. That uh, condenser mic sounds a little weird, but we'll get you there. Hey, you know, I, I sometimes sound like a robot anyway, <laughs> so it's all good. Got to do what we got to do around here at the local so. earshot. It's a beer budget studio, so uh, that's what we're doing around here. <laughs> we're a beer here. budget operation around here. <laughs> well, we uh, we have a band that's, we've had a member of the band on previously, Like Before, is in with us again. Guys, how y'all doing? Doing well, how are you? Doing well. Good. Man, let's introduce y'all uh, individually here. We got Bradley, you've been on the show before. How you doing, man? Doing well, man. Staying busy. Zach Robertson. Yeah, I'm Zach Robertson. Yeah, I sing vocals, play guitar. Uh, doing good today. And Turner Allen. Play bass, do some background vocals. Bass player. Uh, you know it. Kind of quiet guy. Strong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how it goes. Well, uh, let's kind of introduce you guys. Uh, uh, people kind of know Bradley a little bit. Uh, Turner, where are you from, man? From Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, when did you what did you pick up on bass from the get go? Is that like what you kind of gravitated towards? Um, well, starting in middle school, about sixth grade, I picked up bass and saxophone. Kind of, oh, I was a sax oh, yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, I moved off it pretty quick. You know, a guitar just calls to you. It's fair. <laughs> I stuck through marching band with saxophone, but after that, I should... yeah, it loses its. Uh, you just you learn you're never going to be Clarence Clemens. It's just you're just not going to be that guy. True. <laughs> Zach, where are you from, man? Uh, so I graduated from Newcastle. Uh, grew up in Ardmore, but um, yeah, I, I originally actually just wanted to be a guitarist for the longest time, but I, I wrote songs and stuff, so we, it's, it was, wasn't the easiest finding a singer, so I kind of just fell into that after time. But Lyrics always been a thing for you, like um, as far as that? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, Oh, you know, I used to write stories and stuff when I was younger, and so I think just learning guitar, and then it just kind of turned into writing songs all the time, it seemed like. Hmm. So. Well, uh, let's kind of catch people up and, and uh, take people back as far as like how the formation of the band, when you guys got together, and how it's uh, kind of morphed and, and become what it is now over the years. Um, I don't know who's doing most of the talking here, guys. Bradley? I guess so. All right, you got voted in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that originally Zach and Alex, our former drummer, had been playing several bands together for a long time, and they started like before-ish, and then Turner had joined the band, and they had another guitar player at the time. This has been about three, four years ago. And So did y'all start during... COVID or it was a little bit before, right before that, right before yeah, that. 2019. Oh man, yeah. And so they there was the four of them, and they kind of split with that guitar player. And Turner shot me a message and was like, "Hey man, want to be in the band?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I want to be in the band." <laughs> and so that would have been January of 2020, and the four of us rocked that out for about three and a half years, and it was it's been good. 
Well, um, it's good to see that one that you guys are still on about it because uh, COVID about rolled over a lot of bands. Man. For sure, it, it, it caused a lot of it caused a big roadblock or a, not a roadblock, but a, a speed bump. We'll say <laughs> in the uh, live music world. Um, and I know uh, let's I, I will touch on it real quick because I know it's uh, we want to put it out in the consciousness. You guys are on the search for a new drummer. Um, yeah. Jonathan with uh, More Bands Media, he, he's been trying to put the word out, and we just want to put the word out to people out there that might be listening. If you're out there, if you're a drummer, um, <clears throat> we're going to be playing a couple of your songs later. They can get an idea. Um, I, 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 drummers are difficult to yeah. find. They're usually in multiple bands at the same time. That's one of the things that is, it is very uh, hard to... It's hard enough to get a, a, someone who's who can be in a band. It's, yeah. it's a scheduling thing. That, and it's, yeah. it's, uh, that's how it is with every, every band, but well, drummers especially, it's like, man, how many bands are these guys in? <laughs> we're not missing a beat. We're going to keep going when we, uh, still playing shows and stuff, but just trying to find the right guy. Yeah. That's, uh, that's everything though. I mean, and that's one thing I really like to see in, in a younger band like you guys coming up is, people actually treating it like this this is uh we're we're having fun but this is it's a business we're trying to make this our thing mm-hmm. you know and when you get into that and it starts to okay now we're booking shows and now we're growing and growing and growing it can be kind of overwhelming sometimes and it uh it not to say difficult but it, it puts people in check yeah, it yeah. happened with me being in a band i learned pretty quickly that i don't think i want i'm a lo- i love being a musician but i don't know if i want to be in a band right and the, mm-hmm. it's it's nothing against any guys out there it's not it's 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 just once you realize where you stand it's better to have all the information out there and communicate that because yep. you know you don't it just is what it is you know yeah and there, there feels it feels like there's a point where because i'm all for people having fun and having bands and stuff you know and everybody do whatever they want you know but it's um, like we're kind of at a position now where we, when we do do a local show, we're trying to get everybody we know possible there and stuff. And it's, you know, if I'm going to try to get everybody I know to come out and spend one of their Friday or Saturday nights, then it, it almost feels semi like a responsibility to me to take this as serious as possible. You know, I don't want to yeah. just invite them. And if they know what they're showing up for, that's fine, you know, but I don't want to invite them out to something where I'm just kind of doing it to have a good time. You know, it's like, I feel like there's a, bit of responsibility to me to try to bring give them the best thing possible yeah mm-hmm. dude that's i mean if that's where your head's at then it's i mean i'm i can't wait to see where you guys go and because that's 90 percent of it is understanding where that line is you know um what are some of the things that you've uh, any of y'all uh what are some of the things that y'all have run into throughout this being in a band thing that have been uh positive like Oh yeah, that's what I read about in the magazines, and it actually kind of is that way. And like to the negative, like oh fuck, they talked about this in the magazines, and it is kind of this way. Well, I mean, Turner and I have had experiences getting kicked out of bands together. <laughs> um, <laughs> we played in a band at the beginning of college, and we were uh, barely rehearsing, barely playing shows, but we we're in a band, and. They ended up getting us together to kick us both out of the van. <laughs> um, so that was negative, I guess, but it worked out because Turner and I knew each other when this project came around. And yeah. 
Well, being kicked out of, I mean, I don't know, as a musician, uh, it's like you're always standing in judgment all the time anyways, so it really just digs a little deeper when you get squeezed out of the very band, like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any experiences in the studio or or anything like that that, uh, like, what's kind of y'all's process as far as uh, the creative process? Like, if you hit lyrics on, you're like, oh, this has to be a song. Like, how does it formulate as a band versus saying just in your room with an acoustic guitar? It's probably different for, like, the individuals. Like, I know if I'm I'm writing at home, I'm kind of just playing acoustic and working on lyrics as they come. And sometimes that process works a little better than others, and I'll have to work on it another day. But I think with the band, a lot of times somebody will bring a part, like a guitar part or something, and then we kind of add the drums and the bass or whatever, like build up at a riff. And then generally Zach will take it and write some lyrics to it a little later on down the road when it gets some more bones of its own. Yeah. Is that a saying bones of its own? Uh, I don't like sure. that one bit. Okay. Uh, well, maybe structure. I, I don't know. <laughs> bones of its own. Oh man. Yeah. I, that is kind of, I don't know. I don't like that. You don't like that? No. I hated that I said that. Okay. Well, we can... No, I'm just kidding. Edit it in post. No. (laughs) Well, I'm always curious because it's um, like that. Sometimes you have bands and they'll just get in the same room and the next thing you know, a song's written and other other situations where each guy kind of brings his own little piece and we all work it out. It's... um, There is no right or wrong. There's just what what some people do and what other bands do. And that's just the way it falls sometimes as far as, uh, turning it into like when you guys have rehearsed it enough and you're like, all right, this is, uh, something we're going to, we're going to release or put out in the consciousness, release it, blah, blah, blah. Um, with the, the way it is now, how is y'all, how do y'all approach that? Like business end wise, uh, we were talking about how Spotify works and how all that shit, divides up but there's more to it than that too i mean the the online stuff is only one one channel and it's like really at the end of the day getting out there and playing in front of people still kind of the best way to do it right i mean in our experience we've had the most success and traction from being out playing shows yeah there's a lot to you know we'll try to push the the the, pushing the spotify playlist is kind of like it's it's for us so far, it's just kind of like catching sand, you know, if, if, oh if, yeah, you know, so it's like, if we're constantly pushing on the playlist, we we've got it up to where, um, we've had like a thousand monthly listeners for a time, you know, but if, if we get busy focusing on other things, um, it just dwindles down, back Drops down. Off you know, it's like, you gotta keep submitting over and over again, those playlists. So that's kind of harder, but yeah, I would, like Brad says, 99% of our success, I think is from been playing shows and meeting people there, but it it comes easy because we like talking to people. So and that's helped us a whole bunch is making friends. You know? Well, and as far as like the the on, there's there are bands that are kind of only known as an online presence. Yeah, it's, it's weird. That's kind Realist. of the world we're in now. And then, so it's it's always I don't know it's much more intimate and much more visceral to go see a band live and do what they do. Right. And um, when it comes to releasing new music, the thing with now is it seems like the singles 
market is just sort of where it's at. Yeah. Is that where, where have you, what shells experience with that versus putting out like an EP or a whole album or something? So our first two releases were EPs. Um, and then right now we're doing singles. We've got three singles. Um, I don't know. It's hit or miss. We didn't have like really anybody that knew about us when the first one came out. And then there was like three more people that knew about us when the second one. So it's kind of hard to gauge, but we do think that we're having more success with just putting out a single versus five songs at once. Yeah. Cause it, what we ran into with the last two EPs is it's taken so long just saving up that money to yeah. to be able to record, you know? So we didn't want to wait a whole nother year between releasing stuff again. So it's like, well, maybe let's put out less at a time, but more often, you know? Well, that's one thing I've noticed a trend, not a trend. It's just what some bands do. Other bands don't is, is just because of that reason. If there's not a big budget behind them, man, an album, nine, 10, 12 songs is it's super expensive. And if you want to have it properly, mastered and all that process it's like yeah whereas some of your bands starting out or mid-tier level bands are like well we can put out a single every quarter and at the end of the year we'll press an ep and then we can tour that or play Mm -hmm. let's try and sell that and it seems like the online spotify and all those channels have kind of followed suit and it's uh it's interesting i'm interested to see how it goes because there's still bands out there putting out albums and it's just like, I love the old school, and I'm analog, and I'm the tube amp guy. I'm that guy. But so, I ain't bought a CD or an album in years. The last time, when I do, it's at a show. I mm-hmm. take that back. I bought Cedars CD at Norm Music Fest. But that's where I, that's the only place I buy them, is at the merch table. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is what are y'all seeing out there as far as physical copies go? I'm, I'm curious about this, because I don't know anything about it. And it's super expensive to print them. And it's like, fuck, do they even sell? I mean, I see a lot of local guys with CDs. I know that we have physical CDs. Like a, It's like a combined of our first two EPs. Um, and like the older people buy those. Nobody like I, I don't know. How like, dare you, sir? I was just I was just gonna see. I was just gonna say a number. I was gonna just say like fifty plus. Usually, always want a CD. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, drop the word though. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> hey, old cut people. that. No. Old people. We uh, like obviously we're not pressing vinyl, but I I do notice like when I go to see a bigger scale show that those guys often have vinyls. Um, yeah. And that's, that's like the most made a resurgence. Yeah. Very expensive mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Very expensive to press vinyl. I don't know, man. It's, uh, I've also seen cassettes. I've seen yeah, a comeback of that too. Cassettes. Really? Actually, uh, cassettes are really big inside the, uh, the punk rock, uh, community inside the back rat and like the backyard shows is what we call them. It's mm-hmm. so, uh-huh. like in Southside stuff. Like uh, during the whole summer, we just, we just go back there and just, Bands just go crazy and do crazy shit. There's just a bunch of people drinking and stuff. Nice. Having a good time. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's every cool. summer. Oh, wow. So, More but they, but they have tons of tapes. Like, Crinal Hate had like a tape. And I'm like, who has a tape deck to play that? And he's like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, cool. You're the only person. I, I don't own one. Uh uh-uh, no. Dude, mm-hmm. I, I, when I saw that, I was surprised as fuck. And like I've seen the tapes that have the little it's it's a tape, but it's actually a digital thing. It's got a little cord attached. Oh to yeah, it. yeah. But then I was seeing people actually releasing cassette tapes, and I'm like, I don't even know if I have a tape deck. If I was to buy that, I don't even think I could play it. 
Right. I don't think no. anything I have has a tape deck on it. But, mm. you know, and I get the uh, nostalgia uh, to a degree, but mm, I don't think I'd be buying cassette tapes anytime soon. I don't think I've ever had anything that would play a cassette tape. It's been a really long time since I... Y'all make me feel old as shit. Right <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> would you like to buy a CD? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, well, hell, on that note, let's uh, let's let's play a couple songs. And uh, what do we got here? Take me back. Well, you want to play them one at a time, or maybe we dissect them in between, and then uh, get that. I mean, we got three songs here, everybody. We got "Take Me Back," we've got "Ocean Tears," and we've got the new one, "When I'm With You." That's available now on streaming, right? right. Available Correct. now, all wherever you oh, stream.
was take me back ocean tears and when i'm with you how did uh especially the new one when i'm with you definitely how did that how did that one come to fruition here um so you know uh actually with that one a lot of the guitar was our our buddy alec i uh, came up with um at least the uh, structure the whole backbone kind of the guitar was him um i wrote the lyrics on on that one um the lyrics are kind of like an inside story. It almost sounds like kind of like it's about a girl or something. It's not. It's more of a, um, more of kind of like a love hate relationship with being caught up with partying or different stuff like that. You know, uh, so it's just like a story of, uh, um, like a different time. You know, down to spring break or different stuff like that. You know. 
story songs. Story songs. Story songs. Well, I mean, that's that's cool, man. It's like uh, there's songs can tell a story, and it's some songs can be very uh, abstract. It's just that's why I always like to hear it from the songwriter themselves, and then I also just like to hear from people like, well, what's that song like? What does that mean to you? Because it's different for every single person. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, those are good songs, man. Um, I was surprised to hear that Take Me Back was as far back as uh, 2013. So, um, as far as uh, when someone comes to see you guys live, do you run the whole gamut? You bring in the, the stuff from back then and your set list all the way to the new stuff, or do you uh, try to keep it more new and fresh? What do you guys like to do there? Uh, we like to do a little mixture of both, like the popular ones from like uh, the first EP, and then we're bringing some new songs that he had written years ago to uh, like relearn it and really work it, it out. It, it kind of depends on the show, mm-hmm. you know, because we play the Diamond Bar and sometimes we've got thirty minutes or forty five, and then some nights we'll play for three hours. And at those shows, there's a lot of covers, and we're going to play all the like before originals. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to fill in all the space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if we're playing 30 or 45 minutes, we're going to try to usually play one cover. Um, we, we tend to feel like it's important to get a cover in there, a song that everybody knows and can have a good time with. But then we're going to try to do whatever the newest one that people are liking or what's about to come out, as well as, I don't know, a few from the old EPs. But yeah, it really it really depends on the show and what what's new or what's what's happening at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and it, it depends on who you're who hell even who you're playing with too. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. have had some pretty some pretty good national bands come through that have taken you guys on. What was the, y'all's most recent was Diamond Ballroom, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Who was that with? Texas Hippie Coalition, right? Joey, 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 yeah. Joey, Joey. Uh, the, the Rado Brothers, and yeah, awesome Romo, Romo. Fredo Romo and a lot of Romo. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love those guys. And Joey, if you're listening, man, come see us again, man. We we love you over here. So um <clears throat> let's talk some gear real quick before we get out of here. Uh Bradley, last time you were here, you were running a Gretsch. Still running the Gretsch? Usually the Gretsch is my go to. Um it's a Sparkle Jet. I think it's a vintage eighty nine select, I think that's what it's called. Um I also do the Zach Myers PRS SE. I've got a, t- a couple of those that I usually bring out. One is my like second guitar. Um, we play down a half a lot, and so one of them I keep in standard for. There's a couple standard songs. Just kind of switch it. Um, Rocking the Marshall Origin Twenty Half Stack. That's pretty much my setup. Straight in. I mean, no pedals. Well, let's talk some pedals. A lot of pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh I've got some walrus pedals, uh MXR phaser, um Cusack reverb, I don't even know, boss chorus, Keeley distortion, just got a new fuzz built, Morley Wah. Kinda all over the place. Oh, well, good shit. With the of course. Of course. I might have to break up some of my I got some kits in there. I might have to just go ahead and I might build you one just so you can go out and tell this crazy guy in oklahoma built you a pedal i think we should do that <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> mm-hmm. i built one for um chris gomez with uh perseus oh yeah um <laughs> it was a delay pedal i believe a delay or maybe reverb i don't remember but uh no i was like i don't even think this thing will hold up man he he beats the shit out of gear i mean he's a hard player 
And uh, so far it's working. I'm like, I can't believe it still works, but awesome. So <laughs> that's really cool. I just play a little walrus delay. I wanted like a small pedal that had a built in tap and walrus had one. So it's, and it's been perfect. Shout out to those guys. That's that's one reason I'm not so keen on building pedals as a business model, because we have three of the top brands right here in Oklahoma. And it's a little too close for comfort to be trying to break into that market. We got Keeley. Who's, in my opinion, top of the Keeley's top. awesome. Yeah. Um, Walrus and Old Blood Noise. Old Blood Noise, yeah. Brady Smith. That's yeah. a good dude. Good people. Mm-hmm. good people. I've been wanting to get him on. I, I had uh, Bailey Gilbert on uh, as a musician. She works for the company. Um, but uh, I've reached out to him, and we had like tried, and it's kind of fell apart. And then, hell, they, they're growing. And, yeah. Yeah, man. Good for them, man. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear it. Isn't there a local guy with the last name Reed who makes pedals? Kyle well? Reed. Yeah. He's right here in Norman. He was on oh, okay. the show... Oh gosh, a couple weeks ago. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. he built he like he, he builds amps that are like 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 I built an amp from a kit, like the little fifties amp. I I built it and they they sent me the parts and I was able to construct it. Like he actually oh, yeah. he builds he wires them and does all the science shit to, and it's awesome. So wow. if you want to, if anybody out there would like to go over to uh, McClelland Audio, he's up. I think he's there a couple days out of the week. But you got to set up an appointment. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. But uh, yeah, they're right here in Norman, and dude, he's got good shit. He plays a lot of jazz. His his style's more kind of jazz in that area. Okay. And uh, yeah, they played Norman Music Fest and all that. But oh yeah, if you want custom amp, check check McClellan Audio and Kyle Reed Audio out. Ooh, Turner, Gear Talk, go. Uh, so <laughs> um, I rock a uh, Ampeg cab with a Mark bass head. And uh, I play usually a five-string Squire jazz basses. A couple of them that I've redone, like paint repainted and reworked on. That I repainted. Okay. (laughs) Just one. He's repainted. (laughs) I've I've done a few of them, but Brad did help me with one. But uh, then I run through a... uh, I have a Sans Amp pedal. That's been pretty solid for me. Uh, I do a uh, Walrus compressor. And then right now I've been using Brad's new uh, fuzz pedal uh, that was made by PH, the drummer for the refreshments or Roger Klein, the peacemakers. So that's that's my setup. Hell yeah. As of right now. Well, if y'all could, uh, maybe we can put it out into the ether, into the consciousness. If y'all were to get like sponsor gig, like who would you want to be flying the flag of? Dream, we're talking top level dream job type sponsorship. Paul Reed Smith, BRS, yeah, yeah. What about amps? I mean, I've been rocking Marshall for a while and I like it. Um, played some old fenders that are cool, but I'm not the the amp head I wish I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. long as it's loud, fuck it, you know. <laughs> what about uh, you? I would probably say like Music Man for like instrument wise, and then. I'm digging the Ampeg route. Yeah. With like amp wise, but I wish I could talk about those with you. I don't know a lot about Ampegs, honestly. I don't know either. I'm, <laughs> I'm also not really like an amp guy. Does it go to eleven? Yeah. I, I just look for the most simple heads that just like tones and then volume. That's yeah. about it. I don't really mess with it too much, so yeah, the fewer the knobs on them suckers, sometimes the better because you can get really you can get in the woods sometimes. Kind of how I ended up with this thing because <laughs> <laughs> initially we had like a whole on mixer, and I mean it was a pain in the ass to try to make that thing 
like record an entire show. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, where are we going from here? It's uh, May. This will drop oh next week's like the the seventeenth, I think. Yeah. Um, so where do we go from here as far as future plans heading into summer or fall, closing out the year? Uh, well, When I'm With You just came out a couple weeks ago. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever else you guys are streaming. Um, there is a music video in the works for that song. We're anticipating having that wrapped up before too long. Um, there's two more singles coming. I um, think that those might be June or July and then August or September, something like that. Hopefully two more. Music videos with those two. Yeah, cool. we'd like to do some more videos. But... So y'all are going to do a video and a release for the next three releases? Hopefully. That's why we do all these long cover shows, just to pay for that. You know? <laughs> content, <laughs> content. <laughs> well, it's that's the fact, though, man. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. I, when, I, I, when we were covering Norm Music Fest, I bought this camera to do that. And it was shocking how much content and pictures and all that yeah. I got. And I was telling everybody, I'm like, shit, I got like, 1600 pictures to go through and they're like that's it that's all you got oh wow. oh jesus christ <laughs> Woo! i got a lot to learn man <laughs> i mean at the end of the day we have a lot of like recording and releasing music we love it and like the videos are relatively new for us we've only got a handful out but we've got a guy named tommy from hauser mouse media that shoots our videos for us and we have a lot of fun working with him and doing the videos, and it's just different for us. We haven't really done that before this last like couple of years, I guess. So it's a lot of fun. That's yeah. awesome, man. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to. I'm glad to see bands that are out there really just doing the damn thing and and making it happen, despite all the all the shit you hear about how you, know, you ain't gonna ever make no money being in rock and roll. It's difficult. It's difficult, but it's that difficult. Any business is difficult mm-hmm. to start off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of that too. So, um, Bradley, Brad, Brad, Bradley, you're Brad. I'm Brad. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, go, you fucked <laughs> me up there, man. <laughs> he goes by Joe as well. We're all Brad here. <laughs> Brad, 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 Brad. It's like Brad, that Spider-Man Brad, meme. <laughs> Bradley, Zach, Turner, thank you guys for coming in, man. Um, we got upcoming shows. If you guys out there would like to see it like before in action, we've got Friday, May 19th at Core 4 Brewing. That's in Oklahoma City. We've got Saturday, May 20th at Howling Mutt Brewing in Denton, Texas. We got Friday, June 2nd in Moore. That's to be announced. Uh, any idea on that one? Oh, uh, that's a, um, it's like a eats and beats kind of thing. It's oh, out okay. there at uh, the station. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There's like, it's like, Usually, like a thousand people there. They break out the food trucks and all kinds of stuff. So, sweet. Yeah. Hell, I'm, well, I might go see my buddies over in Moore and, and <laughs> check that out. Uh, Friday, June 2nd, and more. Um, Saturday, June 3rd, at the Booby Trap Bar in Topeka, Kansas. Saturday, June 10th, at TJ Leland's in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And July 4th. I'm assuming is probably a big Fourth of July party mm-hmm. out at a. Uh, yeah, we're able to score the uh, the more Fourth of July show. Oh, nice! So, yeah. So was that a, like a Parker? Where's that? At, at? Uh, Buck Thomas. Yeah. Buck Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's a that'd, yeah, be a that'd be a good gig. Yeah, I just called up City Hall. So she's like, "Okay, yeah, sure." Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you really don't know until you ask. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the thank show, man. We appreciate us. it, us. and uh, we will. Anything you guys have that's coming up, send it to me or Jonathan, and we'll try to spread it out there as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We really Thank appreciate you, guys. you guys. 
Jonathan, if guys out there want to help us, uh, let them know how they can do that. So the local earshot podcast, we run on a mixed system of sponsorship and the value for value system. Uh, so if you want to sponsor a show, then you can go over to the localearshot.com. There's a tab that says um, like uh, notes and contact. So you can you can contact the or use those links and just get a, a hold of me, and then and then uh, we can talk about uh, how we do sponsorships and how much it costs and all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the three T's of the value for value system is time, talent, and treasure. So we value everybody's time for listening. We know that there's like millions of podcasts out there, but there's not very many local music podcasts out there. And we're out here working to actually like, uh, you know, get more eyes on these artists. And, uh, so, um, so that leads us to our second T. If you're an artist and you want to be on the show, then you can reach out to me at John at the local earshot.com or Brad on our Instagram page, local earshot. Um, and then we can get you scheduled to come on the show and just talk about music. Uh, our third T is treasure. So if you want to donate to the show, if you feel that you got value from the show and that it, you know, you want to help us out and kind of help us grow this thing and get to uh, our ability to actually be able to put on shows and help out all these artists to grow and build their careers, then uh, you can donate at thelocalearshot.com and you'll see a link there and just click on it. And then it, we take cash out, we take crypto, we take any type of things that are money. Uh, we also have a link tree that has all of those links. So uh, thank you for listening. Love y'all. See y'all. Bye-bye.